Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Vatsal Vora, as we look ahead and preview the third test match in the Ashes between England and Australia coming to you from Headingley in Leeds. Well, 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 it feels like a very short break between the second and the third test match because most of the people around the cricketing fraternity are still talking about the Bairstow and Kerry incident, even though we are only two days away from the start of the third test match at Headingley, well, at least at the time of recording, that is. The laws of the game versus the spirit of the game remark has gotten way out of hands right now as both countries' prime ministers have gotten into the act as well and have had a lot to say in that controversial stumping. But hey, I don't want to dwell a lot into that stumping because I'm here to talk about the third test match and let us all just move away from that regardless of what your allegiances are and whom do you support etc etc let's just move on and talk about the third test match shall we the headingly test match is going to be so important for england in particular because if you don't know australia have recorded a 43 run victory in the second test match at lords which means that they go into the third test match at leeds with a 2-0 lead in the ashes series so England have to win the remaining three test matches at Headingley, Old Trafford and the Oval to regain the ashes from the Australians. But right as I was beginning to record this podcast, news came up stating that Ollie Pope has been ruled out of the entire ashes series because of a dislocated shoulder, which which 
kind of throws a spanner into the works as far as the English side is concerned because now they have to crop and change their team composition heading into the third test match at Headingley. Well, there are so many permutations and combinations for the English side that I had to literally create a spreadsheet on Excel with multiple options, multiple permutations and combinations and I think England can reuse, I have like three permutation combinations, three starting 11s in front of me and Stokes and the England management could select either one of them. So let's start by talking about the Ollie Pope injury, shall we? Because the England and Wales Cricket Board, the ECB have put out a statement on their website which states that Ollie Pope has been ruled out of the remainder of the men's Ashes series. The batter ruled out for the summer after dislocating his right shoulder. The statement reads as follows. England and Surrey batter Ollie Pope has been ruled out of the rest of the Ashes series after dislocating his right shoulder during the second Ashes test at Lords last week. Scans in London on Monday revealed the full extent of the injury and he will miss the rest of the summer campaign and will require surgery. He will work closely with the England and Surrey medical teams in respect of his rehabilitation. England will now call England will not call up a replacement for the third Ashes test which starts at Headingley on Thursday. The final statement is the most crucial one as far as Oli Pope and England side is concerned that they are not going to call up a replacement for the number three and their vice captain. Right after the Lord's Test match, I think England announced their squad for the Headingley Test match, a 15-man squad with Rehan Ahmed and Matthew Potts dropping out. So the third Test match squad remains quite a lot similar to what they, the squad was at Lords and at H. Baston to begin the Ashes with. So with Ben Stokes still in there, Moin Ali, James Anderson, Johnny Bairstow, Stuart Broad, Harry Brooks, Zach Crowley, Ben Duckett, Dan Lawrence. We're going to talk a lot about Dan Lawrence, Ollie Pope, but he's now out. Ollie Robinson, Joe Root, Josh Tong, Chris Wokes and Mark Wood. That's the squad for England for the third test match. Now, without Ollie Pope, he leaves a gaping hole in the English batting unit because prior to me starting recording this podcast, I felt like the batting side, at least the batsmen in the English side, are not going to have any worries about their selection. I felt like all six and seven of them are going to feature regardless of what bowlers England go with because I feel like it's the bowling department's that needs cropping and changing for the third test match as far as the English side is concerned. But now that you don't have someone like Ollie Pope, he's not only your number three, but he's also your vice captain and replacing him is going to be a big ask. But since England are not going to call up a replacement for Ollie Pope, the solution lies within the squad itself and that is Dan Lawrence. Now, Dan Lawrence has been around the... English side for quite some time now. I think he was part of the England squad which travelled to West Indies in the early stages of 2022 when they had that difficult series in the Caribbean and once they got out of that, then they after that they realised that you need to change the way and the approach 
in which you are playing test cricket and that's when they realized that we are going to make Brendan McCullum the the coach for the test match and Ben Stokes as the captain for the test side and uh, it is after that West Indies series when they started playing in that aggressive pass ball kind of style but Dan Lawrence was part of that West Indies squad and uh, he has had decent numbers in his test career he has played let me just have a look i think yep he's played 11 test matches for england and has scored 551 runs at an average of 29 his highest score is 91 and he's also picked up three wickets dan lawrence is an interesting one because he's just 25 he's got a lot of career in front of us and he's had a decent time in the first class fraternity as well he's had a good few knocks here and there he's been part of the sx squad not only in first class cricket and county championship but he's also a main stage in their t20 side as well and he's coming in most recent game he came out with a 58 run innings against surrey at the oval in the t20 plus but in his last first class game he played against warwickshire at clemsford and he scored 152 so he has got some runs behind him that and i think he, that's why he warrants a place in the ashes squad now will he play in place of ollie robinson or oh, sorry ollie pope will he play in place of in the place of ollie pope now that's a question altogether realistically if you look into it i feel like Lawrence is the man who would replace Ollie Pope because he's a top order batsman similar to what Ollie Pope's role is in the England side and you can just put him in into that number 3 slot and call it a day. I have the as I mentioned I have an excel sheet right in front of me where I have three English teams which can play against Australia at Headingley. Now one thing which is common across all the three sides is not only there is no ollie pope because of obvious reasons i feel like james anderson might not play at headingley as well now there are a couple of reasons why i feel like james anderson might not feature in the third test match and let's quickly talk about anderson before we get into that lawrence pope scenario jimmy anderson don't get me wrong he is arguably the greatest fast bowler of all time at least that's my personal opinion regarding the same i feel like now the couple of reasons why i think he might not play at headingley is because a he has had a poor ashes series and has not been the same jimmy anderson he's not had that same impact in the uh, in the uh, for england in the bowling department at least and that's a kind of worry i think he's just picked up three wickets for england in the first two test matches two wickets at lords and just one at edgbaston and that's not the numbers you associate james anderson with i think he tried a lot he came out he bowled with his heart out but it felt like it's just not happening as far as anderson is concerned you can see it in his body language as well he was looking down and out during the latter stages of the lords test match and uh, there were a couple of drop catches as well which is something you don't expect from james anderson his work i think no one is questioning him but i feel like it's the right time for him to you know give him a little break because he's not been in the best of the forms 
recently so might as well just give him a break and you can expect him to come out fresh and firing for his home test match at old trafford which is the fourth test match so i think and i'm pretty sure and confident that james henderson might not feature now you never know with ben stokes and the england management they might just pick anderson regardless of his form but i feel like uh, a sane person a calculative decision would be to rest james anderson for the third test match at headingley we questioned josh tong's inclusion in the lords test match but then he has proved his worth he was arguably england's best bowler across two innings in the lords test match that is uh, against australia so i think josh tong would theoretically keep his place into the team in the team that is so now let's come back to dan lawrence oli pope and james anderson i'm assuming that james anderson will not play in in the third test match and the three sides which i have made here in front of me on excel do, do not include oli pope and james anderson so my team which i feel like is the most is like the most likely to be fielded by stokes and mccullum for in the headingley test match goes as follows crawley and duckett to open lawrence at number 3 joe root uh harry brook stokes and besto will keep their place it's just pope who is who comes out and lawrence is at number 3 i feel like moin ali is going to play in this test match i think england missed moin ali not only as a spinner but as a lower order batsman you know it is very handy to have someone like moin ali coming all the way down in uh, in that in in that number 8 slot he, he gives he extends your batting a little bit and i think there is no doubt in my mind that moin ali is going to play in the uh, headingley test i i i'm more confident because rehan ahmed who was kind of his uh, replacement or a backup has been left out of this test squad altogether and england do not have an out and out spinner well i on the other hand then i also saw some leaked pictures of the headingley pitch and it kind of looked green but then again i think england will regardless of the pitch and the conditions will go with moin ali not only for his spin but i think you need someone like moin ali to extend your tail a little bit uh so i feel like moin ali will play he will bat at number 8 then there's the curious case of the english english fast bowlers broad robinson and tong had a really good outing in the lords test match but then again do you keep all three of them uh i am assuming this because i am replacing anderson with moin ali now broad robinson and tong you want to fit i think you want to still fit in mark wood in there somewhere so well i don't know i think stuart broad is kind of undroppable but then so is oli robinson and josh tong then had a good game at lords so you don't want to drop drop him so i guess fitting in moin ali is lot easier for england compared to fitting in someone like mark wood but then if you want to fit in mark wood as well i think one of broad or robinson will have to make way personally i would go with uh, Oli Robinson because I think Stuart Broad has proved his worth in this English side. He picked up four wickets in the second innings bowling the short stuff, so I guess he's in in some good nick as far as his bowling is concerned, and he can hang around with the bat like he did 
with Ben Stokes in that second innings as well. So if you want to pick Mark Wood, then I think you will replace him with uh, Ollie Robinson. Uh, so yeah, that would be my team, like the most ideal team, which will be named ahead of the Headingley test. And that would be, as I'll repeat it once again, Crawley, Duckett, Lawrence, Root, Brooks, Stokes, Pesto, Ali, Broad, Josh Tong, and either one of Robinson or Mark Wood. Now, there is another possibility that you don't pick Dan Lawrence altogether and you replace Ollie Pope with either Moin Ali or Chris Vokes to that matter as well. So, there is, a, there is a scenario where, once again, you can have Crawley and Duckett as your two openers. You can push the batting... Uh, you can push the remaining of the batsmen one slot above them. So, Joe Root instead of four comes at, at number three. Then you have Brook at four, Stokes at five, Pesto at six. Then you can fit in both Moin, Ali and Chris Vokes. And then Broad, Robinson and Tong. Now, this is a really fascinating side for me. And if I was Ben Stokes, personally, I would rather go with this side. Because then you can not only properly fit in Moin, Ali. You also have a slot which is reserved for either Chris Vokes or Mark Wood. And... If you play if you play this team, then you have not only strengthened your batting, you have also strengthened your bowling in a way. So someone like uh, let's say Moinali replaces James Anderson, and instead of Pope, you e- you are either picking Chris Wokes or Mark Wood instead of Dan Lawrence, so that strengthens your bowling even further. Uh, but this is I guess a long shot, and I personally don't see this happening because Yes, you have Moin Ali coming in at number 7, but then again, 8, 9, 10, 11 are fast bowlers, be it Mark Wood, Stuart Broad, Ollie Robinson and Josh Tong. If you go ahead with someone like Chris Vokes, then you have a bit of batting at number 8 after Moin Ali as well. So you, if you want to fit in both Moin Ali as well as Chris Vokes, I think this is the way to go. That you don't pick Dan Lawrence altogether and you replace Ollie Pope with one of Moin Ali or Chris Vokes with Anderson replacing Anderson making way for Ali and Vokes as well so then you can have both of them but I feel like this is a bit too far-fetched if you get what I mean another long shot team which could be which could be named is uh, you pick Dan Lawrence at 3 and then you go with Moin Ali at 8 you still pick Chris Vokes or Mark Wood and you go with Broad, Robinson or Tong. I think this is pretty much the same side which I kind of think England will name in the first place. Just it's, I've just named Chris Wokes instead of uh, Mark Wood. But yeah, I feel like the ideal team which England will go for is Crawley, Duckett, Lawrence, Root, Brooks, Stokes, Pesto, Moin Ali, Chris... Uh, sorry, Moin Ali, Stuart Broad, Ollie Robinson... And Josh Tong, Ollie Robinson or Mark Wood, depending on what you want to pick. But Moin Ali is definitely being named in this team, which is going to play at Headingley for the third test match. As you can see, it was quite confusing for me to pick the England side. But the same cannot be said about Australia, despite the visitors missing a key player themselves. I think it was expected and quite visible that... Nathan Lyon will not feature 
in the ashes again after his injury at Lords, and that has come out as true. The Australians, however, will be putting their faith in the 22-year-old spinner Todd Murphy for the remainder of the Ashes series as they have not named any replacement, just like how England have not named a replacement for Ollie Pope. We first saw Todd Murphy in the Border Gavaskar series against India where he made his debut for Australia. I think he picked up like, what, 14 or 15 wickets in the four-match series back in early 2023. I, I, I really nicely remember that he picked up like, what, seven wickets on his debut. Well, yeah, so he has got the quality and the Australian management trust him to step up and replace Nathan Lyon, who coincidentally played his 100th consecutive test match at Lords, but unfortunately for him, he is not going to feature in the Australian shirt anytime soon. So despite Nathan Lyon's injury, it is still quite easy to pick an Australian playing 11 because they don't like making a lot of changes and we have seen that not only in this Ashes series but also in the World Test Championship final against India. The team which played in all three test matches so far in England has been relatively same and I expect it to remain that way at Headingley as well. So, well, I know it's quite simple but here goes the Australian playing 11 which I personally feel will play at Headingly for in the third test match. Warner and Khwaja to open. Manas Labushain at three. Steve Smith, Travis Head, Cameron Green, Alex Carey, Mitchell Stark. Wonderful, wonderful polling in Lords. And he clearly justified his selection. So Mitchell Stark will be there at number eight. Pat Cummins, the skipper. Todd Murphy will replace Nathan Lyon. And one of either Josh Hazelwood or Scott Poland will be playing at Headingly. Now, this is always a very interesting topic to talk about. Whether Australia will keep Stark Cummins, Hazelwood or will they replace Boland with one of those three. I don't see Mitchell Stark being replaced because he didn't play in the first test match. He's bowled brilliantly in the second test match. So I think he'll keep his place in the team. Pat Cummins is the skipper so he's definitely going to play. That leaves us with Josh Hazelwood. Now Josh Hazelwood had an okay game at Edge Baston, but I think he bowled really well at Lords. He picked up two wickets in the first innings and three in the second innings, if I remember correctly. And he's picked important wickets. It's not like he's just picked up uh, uh picked up the picked up wickets in the in the lower order or he's picked up the tail enders. He's not done that. I think he's picked up some really crucial wickets, particularly that of Ben Duckett in the first innings when I think he was batting at 98. He bowled a short pitch delivery which was caught by David Warner at fine leg. So that was one of the crucial wickets he picked. And, it, and the three wickets he picked in the second innings were, I think, the, I think that were gold dust and the three of the most crucial wickets that you can pick in that situation. He picked up Ben Duckett again, who was playing in, playing in around 80... 381 I don't remember he picked up he picked his wicket he picked up the aggressive Ben Stokes who was batting at 155 and 30 or 40 runs more could have seen him uh, be the, on the Vict Victoria side like I feel like if Josh Hazelwood had not picked that wicket of Ben Stokes when he was batting at 155 I don't see Australia winning that game then so that was another crucial wicket and then he picked up the wicket of Stuart Broad who was giving company to Ben Stokes in that partnership 
on day five at Lords. So the wickets which Josh Hazelwood picked were quite crucial. Him, Pat Cummins, and Mitchell Stark. All three of them picked up three wickets in the second innings and the final wicket went to Cameron Green. So I don't see why they need to drop Hazelwood because similar to Mitchell Stark, he has also played just two test matches on this England tour. Josh Hazelwood was not part of the Australian playing 11 when they defeated India in the World Test Championship final. So he's just played two test matches. Stark also has played two test matches. So I don't see a reason why they need to drop Hazelwood because I think he, he's been bowling really well. Yes, he had gone for a few runs, not only in the first innings, but in the second innings as well. And uh, Ben Stokes was attacking him really like he was targeting ben, was targeted by Ben Stokes. But then again, who wasn't at that stage of, uh, of the innings when Ben Stokes was just hitting balls for fun. So... Yeah, despite him having a few iffy overs here and there, I still feel like Hazelwood has a knack of picking important wickets. He showed that at Lords, and I feel like he would stay in the Australian lineup in place of Scott Boland. Unfortunately for Scott Boland, he's a wonderful bowler, but it's just that he doesn't have space to make way into the playing 11 because Hazelwood, Cummins, and Stark have been bowling so well. So that would be my Australian lineup. I'll just repeat it once again. Warner, Khwaja, Manas Labushain, Steve Smith, Travis Head, Cameron Green, Alex Carey, Middle Stark, Pat Cummins, Josh Hazelwood and Todd Murphy who will be replacing the injured Nathan Lyon. So that's the Australian team. And just to recap everything which I've said in this podcast, I'll also recap the England side which was Zach Crowley, Ben Duckett, Dan Lawrence, Joe Root, Harry Brook, Stokes, Besto, Moeen Ali, Stuart Broad, Ollie Robinson and Josh Tong would be my team for England heading into the Headingley Test match. Now, let's talk about the scenario of the Ashes, shall we? As we all know, Australia are 2-0 up and England basically ha- need to win all the remaining three Test matches to have any chance of regaining the Ashes from the Australians. Ben Stokes said it in the post-match interview after the Lords' defeat that England have already defeated New Zealand 3-0. They have defeated Pakistan in Pakistan 3-0. So there is still hope. And I think since they have already beaten beaten a side by 3-0, this is basically a three-test match series now if you look at from that angle that they have to win all three test matches so this could probably be a three test series where they win all three games i'm not saying that's not possible but then again australia is a much bigger fish than that is no disrespect to new zealand and pakistan but the way australia bat the way australia bowl it's going to be really really difficult but but the but the controversy surrounding the lords test match which which could have reignited the fire in england and i think most crucially, England need to tweak their style of play. Yes, you can go aggressive, but you can only grow aggressive when the situation permits you to be aggressive. Otherwise, you need to play according to the play according to what's or you play according to your surroundings. Basically, you need to take a little bit more responsibility. I think Nasser Hussain said the similar uh, went uh, said something similar uh, similar in the post-match interviews and post-match show on Sky Sports that 
he doesn't want england to change their approach but there has to be some some responsibility taken by the batsmen in particular you can play aggressively yes but there is a time for everything and there needs to be a time for aggressive cricket as well i think ben stokes showed that and i think every other english batsman has to take example from their captain and play how he played towards the end of day 4 he was playing at a strike rate of 25 to 30 but when he was dismissed at 155 of 214 deliveries his strike rate was well over 70 there is a time to play aggressive cricket yes there is but there is also a time where you need to you know step back respect the bowling duck out if you are facing a barrage of short deliveries defend the good balls leave the better balls and uh, not just go bang 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 all the time now something similar needs to be done but i feel like someone like zack crowley for an instance i think he he plays in a style which suits him the best and i think you can expect him to go aggressive off from the off i think that's the kind of responsibility on his shoulders to give england a flying start so you can ex- you can expect him to go fairly quickly but then someone like duckett who usually plays in an attacking manner as well but he quite enjoys having bat on the ball so you can expect him to go around at the same pace but then someone like Lawrence Root Brook and Bester to an extent need to need to have a some some deliveries where they let, don't score and then respect the bowling which is put in front of them so i want england to be responsible yet attacking if if there is a style of cricket which permits them to do so please play that way because it's now or never for england if they if they lose this test match the next two test matches at old trafford and over are not going to matter whatsoever and you don't want to be whitewashed in your home soil they have faced whitewash in australia the last ashes was 4-0 not 5-0 but still they didn't win a test match in australia and they don't want the same thing to happen when they are facing australia in their home conditions well my predictions i really want england to win this so i'll back england to go out there and do their job which not only keeps their hopes of regaining the ashes alive but keeps the series in general worth watching as well because there is the the pressure is at an all time high the controversy surrounding the ashes there always controversy when you play the ashes that is also at an all time high as well but yeah i really want england to do well and uh, i think they had a bit of momentum on day 5 yes they fell 43 run short but if they can carry that momentum into the third test match at headingley things could pan out in the way they want so yeah that was the preview of the third test match between england and australia in the ashes which is going to start on the 6th of july at headingley if you liked what i talked then make sure you are liking sharing and subscribing on youtube if you enjoyed my podcast on spotify then make sure you are giving me those five star ratings but for the time being This is me Watsalvora signing off. Ciao for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.